Welcome to the Ministry Bits Podcast, episode 002, recorded January 25th, 2014. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. I am Chad Lamon, your host here for the Ministry Bits podcast, and I am um, really happy to be here with you today. Really, um, really psyched to talk about some apps today. We're going to talk about the top 10 iPad and iPhone apps, at least the ones that I use in my ministry. Uh, I use every single one of these apps every single day, and a couple of retractions from the last episode. Uh, the first episode, you know, you got to get those first episode glitches and, and, and bugs out of the way. Um, the internet address for um, for the podcast and everything like that is going to be different. It's going to be chadl.co slash mbits. Uh, I couldn't do mb because it wouldn't let me do such a short URL. So it's going to be chadl.co, C-H-A-D-L.co slash mbits, M-B-I-T-S. So you can go there and check out the podcast. We did submit it to iTunes, and it's still under approval uh, or under advice or whatever they want to call it, under review, I guess. And uh, hopefully it'll be approved here pretty soon. It'll be on the iTunes store. You can hop in your favorite podcatcher and um, download that most recent episode and um, download this most recent episode, episode number two. We're going to talk about the top 10 iPad and iPhone apps. So, I want to hear from you. I want to make sure that you uh, know at the top of the podcast here, I want to hear from you. I want you to email me at chad.landman at gmail.com, C-H-A-D dot L-A-N-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. And uh, I want you to tell me about your uh, top 10 apps that you use. I want you to tell me about some apps that uh, I left off the list and you're like, what are you doing leaving this app off the list? I, I can't wait to get those emails. So I, w- I would love uh, to hear from you, to get some feedback on you. And if you um, if you have some good feedback, I may use it on the show. And uh, we're going to have uh, some of these apps, actually one or two of these apps, we're going to um, spotlight in future episodes uh, and have an entire episodes about them. So I'm going to I'm going to go through this list and I'm going to tell you a little bit about each app. And then, uh, and then we're gonna have um, we're gonna have some a uh, good time here talking about these uh, these top ten iPad iPhone apps. And you can email me if you disagree or agree with me. Number ten, and these are in no particular order. Uh, number ten is the ESV Bible app. Um, you actually have to search on the App Store ESV Bible. I like the U version um, Bible app, the one that everybody uses. But the, what they don't tell you about the Uversion app is that you've got to download versions unless you want to pull them from the internet all the time. So I get people asking me all the time, how can I use my Bible without having to use the internet and all this other stuff? Well, get this app, the ESV Bible app. It's just a simple uh, Bible app. I'm a very uh, big fan of simple, as you can you can imagine. And it's uh, iPhone and iPad both, uh, which means it works on both. And... Um, it's it's just a really nice simple app. They just recently had a uh, a nice redesign, and it lets you um, look at. It's a little bit more concise list of stuff. You can hit the book, and then it'll give you the chapter. You hit the chapter, and then it'll even go to that chapter, uh, and and it will take you directly to that. And you can bookmark verses, you can highlight verses, uh, you can do all sorts of different things there with those. And it's a really really great, just a basic Bible app. Now, we're gonna have a. Um, we're going to have a special show on Bible apps, 
So I'm not going to even talk about uh, Blue Litter Bible and Olive Tree and eBible and all these other ones that are on iPad and iPhone that you can use that are tremendous tools. Uh, we're probably going to have um, probably going to have some some really great people like Dale Jenkins or Robert Hatfield or uh, maybe even Ben Gieselbach or something on here to talk about some Bible apps because they really know what they're talking about. I'm kind of um, from the fact of I, I don't really necessarily have paid for those Bible apps yet. I, I haven't looked at those uh, in depth enough, and I haven't gotten into those. Uh, you know, some some of these Bible apps are not the best design in the world, and and that's a big huge thing for me. If a if an app is well designed, I will use it over a more useful app that is not as well designed. I'm not even joking. That, that's how that's how OCD I am about design. So. Very, very, um, very, very good app though. The ESV Bible app that's free. The next app I use, uh, I use every single day. Um, I use the ESV Bible app every single day, but I use one password every single day. Uh, and um, where the last app was free, this one is most definitely not free. Um, it's in fact, it's pretty pricey, but uh, I'll have a question to ask you here in a second. One password for iPhone and iPad is $17.99. Now that's like probably 17 more dollars than you're used to paying for any kind of app. But at what cost would you put on, and I hate to be dramatic here, but at what cost would you put on getting all of your passwords back? If somebody was to break into your email or break into one of your accounts and able to connect, those accounts are connected, iTunes is connected, iCloud is connected to everything. If, if someone was to break into those and find out your password and get into your stuff, how much money would you pay to make that all go away? $20? $50? Um, $100? It's very important to have this security um, up front. One password for iPhone and iMac, uh, iPhone and iPad, excuse me, is seventeen ninety nine, but it is worth every penny. Now, they run sales all the time. Uh, in fact, I got mine for nine ninety nine. So they do run sales all the time. They'll drop the price and everything. So I just keep an eye out. And next time you want to do that, uh, pick up One Password. Let me tell you a little bit about One Password and what it does. Uh, it's very, it, it's the name in and of itself describes what the app does. It is One Password for all your stuff, but at the same time, that's not really what it is. It's not really how it works. And let me explain to you. 1Password is both a secure password manager. It's a password generator. It has a password generator, a random password generator um, inside the app. And it's got a browser, just like Safari, on your phone or on your iPad inside the app. And um, you can actually generate random passwords for every single different site, 1Password will remember those passwords. They can store them in Dropbox or sync via iCloud. And it will allow you to keep up with all these passwords, have a unique, specific password for every single site. And um, this will remember it all for you. And all you'll have to know is your master password for 1Password. Um, um, and you can get into that and see all those files and see all those different passwords. You can copy from the app. You can paste um, your password into the password fields on different things and different apps and all sorts of different stuff. Um, I cannot underestimate how, what, what kind of security you need to have uh, on your devices. 1Password is, uh, it makes it so easy to manage 
Uh, once you get it all set up and, and, and humming right along, I mean, just prioritize your top 10 passwords. I mean, you would never want somebody to break into your bank uh, website and start transferring money out. You never want somebody to break into your iTunes account uh, and start buying all sorts of stuff. Uh, you'd never want somebody to break into your Facebook or Twitter accounts and start posting on, on your behalf. You never want that. So this way you can generate random passwords. You can do, you can set it all sorts of different ways. You can set it to be, um, eight digits or 12 digits or 16 digits. You can go up to 30 digits on a password and, um, you know, it, it, you can customize it anyway. You can make it a pronounceable word. You can make it some crazy hex number, you know, or something like that. So it's really good, and it's a really great password manager. Now, you can go full out and get um, one password for Mac, uh, but that's 50 bucks. And I'll tell you right now, I haven't even bought one password for Mac. It, it would be a little bit easier for me if I did, but... Uh, they offer, 1Password offers browser extensions for your desktop and your laptop uh, for free. Uh, they'll, they have de desktop and um, browser extensions for pretty much any browser for all the major browsers. They, they cover Opera, Firefox, uh, Google Chrome, Safari, uh, Internet Explorer. They cover all of them. Uh, so I would definitely pick that up and then get your browser extension, and it'll allow you to just click, click, and log into something, and it's really, really great. So that's one password for iPhone and iPad at $17.99. The next app uh, on the list in no particular order is an app called Reader. R-E-E-D-E-R, -E 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 Reader. And um, this is my uh, news reader. It's my RSS uh, feed reader, basically. Now, if you know anything about, if you don't know about RSS, go look that up. I'm not going to go into the depths of RSS today. But... Um, Check out Reader for iPhone and iPad. It's $4.99. Uh, it's a dual, one of those dual apps, so you get uh, both versions in the same thing. So if you buy it for your iPhone, you can have it for your iPad and, and vice versa. And um, it's just really a really great reading app. What, what happened earlier this year, I believe it was in June this year, back in 2013, last year, uh, June or July, something around that, Google Reader, um, R-E-A-D-R, R-E-A-D-E-R, uh, shut down. Uh, they they completely got rid of it, and it forced people like Feedly and um, and all these other different services to step up to the plate and say, "Look, we'll we'll take the reins of RSS. Uh, we'll we'll make your default reader and all this other different things." So I switched all my feeds over to Feedly, and Feedly basically is the default RSS. Uh, reading service right now. It's a free service. You can the Feedly app actually is a really great app. It's really colorful and it's uh, very well designed. But at the same time, uh, I like Reader because it's a uh, it's a little bit faster to me. It looks a little bit more iPad native, and it's um and it's just really great app to read all of your articles. You can uh, sort articles. You can excuse me. I've got my nose thing happening here. Uh, you can sort articles. You can you can um, do all sorts of different stuff. You can subscribe to new new websites, new RSS feeds. Uh, you can do a lot of different things with Reader, and you can actually read. Uh, and it's got a built-in browser. You can actually look at the uh, original article on the original website. Uh, it's a really great uh, little app to read stuff. It's called Reader R E E D E R, and it's four ninety nine. It's for the iPad and the iPhone. My next app is called TweetBot. Um, 
This is made by the TapBots people who uh, have made a couple of different apps that are really, really great. And uh, TweetBot is actually has been redesigned for iOS 7 uh, a couple of months ago. And it is absolutely the most fantastic Twitter client on the iPhone uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, there is a version for iPad as well, and it's uh, $4.99. Both versions are $4.99, and, um, but it hasn't been redesigned for iOS 7 yet. It's still a tremendous app, uh, but it's, it's just great. Now, and you know, you can, go, you can go and use the regular Twitter app provided by Twitter. Um, you can go use that. It's just fine. Uh, but if you want a f really great, fast, snappy, great designed experience, um, go get TweetBot. If you're if you're on Twitter and you like to use Twitter and you like to look at pictures on Twitter and look at videos on Twitter, and um, you're sharing links and stuff on Twitter, I, I'd get TweetBot. They they allow multiple accounts. Uh, they allow you to do uh, certain. They allow you to post and use certain services to post and uh, videos and photos and whatnot and links, and it's uh, it's just a tremendous little Twitter client. So I'd rec highly recommend this one. This is the most I've been through a lot of Twitter clients. Twitterific is a good one as well, but uh, I just keep going back to Tweetbot. Uh, Tweetbot is great. It's four ninety nine, and it's for iPhone, iPad, and it's for the Mac as well. The next app should really have a show of its own. Um, this app is called Simple Note, and it's for iPhone, um, iPad, and the Mac, and it's free. Uh, it's a free service. Simple Note just uh, redesigned all their stuff. Uh, they unveiled a Mac app about six or eight months ago. Uh, they redesigned their iPhone, their Android, um, their iPad apps, and everything. And um, I am really super impressed with the. Um, the people at Simple Note for doing all this because it has made the app so much more useful. Uh, Simple Note is exactly what it sounds like. It's simple note taking. Um, it's not like Evernote. You can't throw um, pictures and, and videos and, and all sorts of stuff into Evernote. It's not a catch-all. It's literally just text. And uh, sometimes it doesn't even, uh, or I, sometimes, I say sometimes, it doesn't support Markdown. Uh, it doesn't even support Markdown uh, as a kind of a default to style your text. There's no bold, there's no highlights, there's no anything like that. So you kind of have to use some special characters to format your text in Simple Note. But I'm telling you, uh, if you want just a simple note-taking app to jot down your ideas, uh, to jot down lists of different things that you have going, uh, like for instance, I have some show notes that I'm looking at right now for this um, podcast, for this show in Simple Note. And it's just wonderful. It's just a great little app, and you can, um, it syncs really, really fast. It's really, really fast. You can have a list of all your notes there. You can pin uh, once to the top. You can print from the app on the Mac, um, and the Mac app is actually pretty beautiful. And it's just, it's just white. It's just got, it's the, it's a very minimalist kind of app. Um, you can see different versions of your app and stuff. It's absolutely fantastic, and uh, it syncs across all my devices, and I can do uh, whatever I want. So for quick notes, I don't I don't teach classes from Simple Note, but for quick notes and for little uh, little notes and things like that to, that I want to keep, but I don't necessarily want to look at all the time, I use Simple Note. It's really really great. We're gonna have a a whole um, a whole show on note taking here uh, pretty soon, and Simple Note's gonna be a big factor in that. I'm gonna tell you all about it. So that's Simple Note for the iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Android, and it is free. 
The next one going along with the uh, idea of text uh, is editorial. And I've talked about this in the last episode, uh, so I won't belabor, uh, belabor it too much here in this episode. But editorial for iPad, it's iPad only, is a great writing app. I use it almost every single day uh, to write on the iPad. Um, it's not only good to write on, it's good to look at um, from a perspective of, you know, if I compose my lessons and, and, and my sermons in uh, Markdown, and I format those with headlines and with bold and italics and separators for uh, different points and stuff like that, that's, uh, that carries over very well to editorial. And editorial look, actually looks really, really great. They have a light theme and a dark theme that you can use. And um, you can actually see, and it's got nice fonts on it. You can change those fonts. You can make the fonts bigger or smaller. Uh, it's really, really great, uh, not only for composing and writing, uh, which is what I primarily do with it, but for looking at it while I'm teaching and preaching and all sorts of different things. It's absolutely great. Really go check out Editorial for iPad. It's $4.99. Uh, it'll be the best $4.99 you've ever spent if you do any kind of writing on the iPad and if you do any kind of uh, looking at text files for your sermons. It's great. The next app is called Cloudy. It's a um, it's a cloud app client. Now I don't if you you may not be familiar with Cloud App. Cloud App is a um, link shortening, bookmarking, link sharing, uh, text sharing, photo sharing. Uh, mini, I call it a mini app, I guess, uh, because it sits in your Mac menu bar. It's a little cloud icon. And uh, if I want to share a, a, a link with somebody, if I want to shorten a link and they really shorten the links really nicely, it'll be a cl.ly slash random numbers and letters. And it, it'll really make a nice short link out of something that's super, super duper long. All I've got to do is um, highlight my text in my browser, hit a keyboard shortcut, and boom, cloud uh, uh, cloud takes it, cloud app takes it, and it will um, keep it on my account uh, for cloud app. Now, there are, uh, are some limitations to a cloud app account, and I, I want to kind of talk about this for a little bit because I'm sharing links, I'm sharing photos, I'm sharing little bits of text um, all the time. Uh, this isn't for big files. Uh, this isn't to share a huge video. Uh, you can maybe share like an Instagram video or a Vine video if you've downloaded it or something something really, really short like that, but it's really built for speed and built for uh, small bits of, of information, like small bits of text and links and um, shortening links and all that sort of stuff. But Cloud App is really, really great, um, and it allows me to share these things um, and have an account of all the different bookmarks and stuff that I've shared, and it's just a really gr great app. And Cloudy for iPhone is $0.99, cents. And it is the app that I use to access uh, these certain things. So if I'm sitting at my computer and I say, oh, that's a really cool link to share, and I highlight the link in my browser, I hit a, the shortcut, or I physically drag the address to the little cloud icon, it'll boom, beep, and it'll beep, and it'll say it's uploaded. I open up my phone, cloudy on my phone, and there it is. I can share it on my phone. I can share it you know, however I want. And it uploads it to Cloud App, and then I have access to it on my phone. Now, uh, I also use Cloudy on my iPad as well. It doesn't have an iPad-specific app, but it still looks very good, and I can still use it just fine in the in the 2X mode 
uh, on my iPad. So that's Cloudy for iPhone. It syncs with Cloud App. If you're wondering, uh, I've, I've used Droppler before. Droppler is a great, great service. Uh, Droppler is almost the same thing uh, as Cloud App. It shortens links. It lets you uh, share photos and, and bits of text and sorts of different things like that between devices, between browsers, stuff like that. Uh, but they recently, like in the last few weeks, uh, went paid only. And, um, you know, I, I don't do very m- t- a ton of sharing. Like if I did, if I shared 20 and 30 and 40 links a day, uh, you know, I might consider paying five or 10 bucks a month for Dropler. But um, Cloud App limits you to like 10 droplets a day. And uh, that's, that's just fine for me. I don't think I'm ever going to do more than that. Uh, if I'm going to need to share things back and forth between stuff. And, and most of the time, uh, it's just bits of text and, and photos that I'm sharing between uh, computers and devices, and I want that photo to be on my phone instead of being on my desktop, and that's the quickest way to do it. So uh, Cloud App is really great. It's free. Um, Cloudy for iPhone is $0.99. Cents. Uh, go pick it up. The next one is a super, kind of a super nerd app, and this one, this one could be incredibly useful for you. And at the same time, you could say, what would I even use this for? Um, this app is called Drafts. Uh, it's for iPhone and iPad. And um, I keep saying iPhone. It's like the, the Chinese knockoff version of the iPhone. Um, iPhone and iPad. And it's $2.99. Uh, Drafts is a... I don't know exactly how to, how to, how to categorize this app. Because this could this app could literally be the app that I use for everything if I wanted to. Um, drafts allows you to first okay first of all when you bring the I, I would go watch a video of this I'm sure they've got videos of drafts on the iPad iPad and iPhone. Let's put those H's in there. I need to get my lips unfrozen today. Um, go watch a video on it. It'll it'll show you a little bit more about it, but. Uh, drafts is basically a way to share things on your phone using only one app. And what I mean by that is there's a set preference pane down, down in the thing. Like for instance, when you bring up drafts, it's boom, it's up, it's ready to type. So say I want to search Google and say, uh, Google, um, weather forecast for next week. And I type in weather forecast for next week. I go down to the bar and there's all sorts of preset things that I have put in there that I have uh, put in there. Search in Google. I've put in share to Evernote, share to Simple Note. Um, I've put in share to Dropbox. I've put in append on this list in Dropbox. And I'll explain that in just a minute. That's actually really helpful. But there's all sorts of different things. Drafts is actually the texting app I use. I can, I have certain different lists. I have a youth group parents list. I have a, um, what is it? I have a, um, uh, staff list. I have an elders list. I have a phone number list for all the kids in the youth group. Um, and I can just type out a message and say, uh, meet this week, uh, five Wednesday for, for, uh, win one on Wednesday. And we'll, we'll, um, we'll meet and we'll have some pizza. And I have that message. I go down to my little preference pane. I hit um, send as a message to youth group kids and boom, it'll open the messages app. It'll have all those phone numbers in it right there and I'll hit send and it's done. And it goes back to drafts and I'm ready to compose another note and shoot it somewhere. Basically drafts is a way of shooting text anywhere that you want it to. 
there's a drafts action library. And they call them draft, drafts actions. And you can actually download app-specific ones. You can send to Nebulous Notes, or you can send to Evernote, or you can send to... There's a ton of built-in ones, but you can send to TweetBot, or send to Twitter, or send to Facebook. And you can literally make drafts your one app to do everything if you want to. You can open drafts, compose a tweet, send it to TweetBot without ever having to open Twitter, uh, or TweetBot, excuse me. So... Drafts is one of those apps that you could really do a lot with, or you can not do a whole lot at all. And you can tailor it to your specific needs, but it is so versatile with using URL schemes to open up apps for you and to send it to different apps and to basically link every single app on your phone uh, to Drafts. It's just absolutely wonderful to use, and I, I just love it. So that's Drafts for the iPhone and iPad. It's $2.99. Uh, just go check it out. It's great. Fiddle, fiddle around with it. Um, and, and fit it to your personality, fit it to your needs and stuff. It's wonderful. The next app is a, is a calendar app that um, I have actually come to love. It is uh, Calendars 5, and it's by Riedel. And it is $6.99 for the iPhone and iPad version. It's one of those dual version ones. Uh, this app also goes on sale sometimes, too. I, I saw it on sale actually a week or two ago. I think it was a New Year's sale for $3.99. So these... This app goes on sale uh, really great. If you if you subscribe to the uh, Twitter account, if you follow me on Twitter at Ministry Bits, uh, I will be tweeting out anytime these apps go on sale. I will be tweeting these out uh, if I know about them. So, but uh, this app is called Calendars Five, and um, it, it is just a really great calendar app. Um, it syncs with Google Calendar, or it syncs with your iCloud Calendar, or it syncs with both of them. You can have it sync with both of them. I uh, am a very avid Google Calendar user, and we're going to have a whole show about Google Calendar, and I'll talk about Calendars 5 in more in-depth. But basically, it syncs with Google. So I can add um, anything on my Mac. I can go to Google Calendar um, on on Google on my browser. I can go to my uh, Calendar app on my thing that also syncs with Google Calendar. I can add an event there. It'll appear on my calendar. It's it's really greatly designed in the fact that it allows quick input of events. Um, I can it uses what's called natural language input. And there's several. This is like the new trend with calendar apps, but the Calendars 5 is the best one I've seen that does it. Uh, I can open up my iPhone and I can hit the plus sign right there on the Calendars app. And I can say, lunch with Joe tomorrow at noon at Jimmy's. And it will put in lunch as the title. It'll put noon as the time. It'll put tomorrow as in Saturday. Um, you know, it'll put that on there. And then it'll even come and pull out the GPS information. And it'll say Jimmy's is right up the road here in Lewisburg and all this other stuff. It will do all that for you just by typing in a sentence. And it's absolutely wonderful for really quick input. If you're one of those people that that means to put stuff in your calendar all the time, but it's just so laborious that you don't ever get around to it, and then it comes around and this bill's due or this meeting was supposed to happen, and, oh, you were supposed to be there and all this other stuff, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I missed it because I didn't put it in my phone. So this allows you to just say, meeting tomorrow, 8 a.m., conference room 4, and boom, it'll put all that information in there for you. You hit send, and it'll, it'll add it, and that's it. It's really great. It's really quick. It looks really great. It's a great looking app, um, and it allow you it allows you to look at your calendar uh, at a glance. Uh, allows you week uh, view, month view, 
all sorts of great stuff. Great calendar app. I've, best one I've ever found. Uh, and that's Calendars 5 by Riedel. And that's for the iPhone and iPad six ninety nine. Uh, my last app, and my no, not not any particular order, like I said, my last app is called um, Instacast. And Instacast is a pod uh, podcast client uh, for iPhone and iPad. They also have a Mac version, but I'm I'm not. I think that one's nineteen ninety nine, but I'm not sure. But the Instacast for iPhone and iPad is a dual app. It's three ninety nine, and it is the best podcast app that I've ever seen. Uh, you can add podcast feeds to it. You can uh, download episodes for offline uh, listening and everything. Say, you know, I get, I get on my phone and I, I say, well, I'm going on a big trip, so I'm going to download these five podcasts because I don't want to use my data to listen to those on the on the phone in the car on a six-hour drive. And you can do that. You can download those podcasts, video or audio. You can download either one that you want. You can search for new podcasts. You can discover new podcasts. You can uh, play at twice the speed. You can play. You can slow it down actually and play it a little bit slower. Um, it's the design of the app is just absolutely wonderful. I, I've jumped around a little bit between podcast clients. Uh, I've used um, Downcast. Downcast is actually really really great. Um, I've used uh, Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts is actually a really good option if you have an iOS device and an Android device. Uh, Pocket Cast is across the board there, iOS and Android. Uh, but the great thing about Instacast is that everything syncs. Uh, if I listen to an episode on one device, I pull up uh, stuff on the other device, and it's already marked as listened to, and I don't have to even deal with that. And it's just really, really great. So Instacast for iPhone and iPad is $3.99, and it is wonderful. So that is my top 10 iPad apps. That is the apps that I use every single day. There are some others uh, that I will talk about in future episodes that I may have not talked about as much in detail in this episode, but uh, you get the idea here. So thank you so much for listening today. Um, I've been making my promise to keep it uh, under 30 minutes here, so we're going to button it up for today. If you have any comments or questions or gripes or moans or complaints, email me, chad.landman at gmail.com, C-H-A-D dot L-A-N-D-M-A-N at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at ministry bits on twitter no underscores no spaces no caps no anything like that just ministry bits on twitter go and follow us we'll be tweeting out some different things find us on itunes as soon as that show is available this is episode two so still as when we're recording this it's still um out for approval uh, right now so we will be on itunes very very shortly but i thank you so much for listening uh be sure to send me your comments and uh, find us at chadl.co slash mbits. And uh, we hope to see you next week. Thank you so much.